This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. Hi, I'm Molly Wood, author of CNET's Buzz Report. And I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal. And we are here, of course, as always, with our fabulous producer, Veronica. Yay! Welcome to Buzz Out Loud. And we're all angry and hungry today. Podcast of indeterminate length, which might be a little shorter than usual today, because if I don't have a burrito, somebody's going to get hit. Watch out, folks. Don't get us angry. (laughs) So hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if we've told you guys uh, 57 times, but we do this on our lunch break. And by lunch break, I mean before we get to eat our lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's raining in San Francisco today, and it's made everybody kind of mad. No, it hasn't. You know, it's made me mad. Where's this Firefox 1.5, for goodness sake? I don't know. I'm looking on beta news, and it says that Firefox 1.5 is out. But as of this second, if I go to Mozilla.org, I see Firefox 1.5 release candidate three. Mm -hmm. How many Mm -hmm. release candidates do they have to do before we get it? I want a candidate. I want the elected Firefox. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The duly (laughs) elected Firefox. I want Firefox elect. But anyway, all signs do point to it being released today. So even if as of this podcast, the site is still behind the rumor sources. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds at, like at Firefox, they still have Firefox 1.07 as the latest stable release. Yeah. And yet, Beta News swears. And yet. Swears up and down. I bet you can get it somewhere. I bet you can. Somebody can. I bet Beta News has it. That's probably what it is. You they pro- sneaky you can probably buggers. find it if you look. look. Give it. Look close. I'm pretty excited about the reordering tabs. I'll tell you that. I like the little drag them around thing. I've been wanting that for a long time. That is way cool. That may get me off Mozilla onto Firefox. Not a big switch, but... Yeah, I would think the total lack of support for Mozilla would No, they still have support for Mozilla. They're just not developing it anymore, so... Oh. This is about the time that a new Mozilla would be coming out, also, roughly, so I should probably just go to Firefox. I think so. I think And and I have Thunderbird, so I'm good. I just... I like Composer. You can still use Composer. I don't Doesn't know. have to be right there. Composer is it's a HTML editor. Oh, WYSIWYG. I like TextPad. Anyway, well, this is WYSIWYG. I don't need WYSIWYG because I'm such a good coder. Because <laughs> you've got mad skills. Yeah. Like Apple. <laughs> like Apple. With their mad skills and rumor, rumor alert. Rumor, rumor, rumor. This is uh, a posting I saw on Slashdot. This is the beginning of rumor season for MacWorld in January. <laughs> the next uh, Apple product might be. A DVR. A DVR. Yes. Oh, we've heard this one before. Yeah, this is um, starting to become kind of refried rumor a little bit. But uh, personally, I wouldn't be that surprised, but I think it's not going to be a hardware. I think it'll be a software DVR to integrate with Front Row. In fact, I was pretty surprised that Front Row didn't have DVR features when it came out, a la mm. Media Center. Although, who was it? Who was it that I know here at CNET that was when the Mac Mini first came out said this could be launching them into the home entertainment center? Everyone. Oh, you said it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people have I was trying now... to give you props for that. Oh, thanks. You're the yeah. first person I heard say it. Oh, I said it. <laughs> I totally predicted it. When it happens... Um, yeah, no, people have actually... Front Row, inexplicably, is not yet a standalone thing, but people have managed to kind of pull it off the iMac and put it onto the Mac Mini. And, and I, I mean, that seems the obvious convergence. That's that's just a little gadget that's, like, ready to go in your home theater system. Yeah. And they, it'll be one of those things that they have to put minimum effort behind to get maximum hoopla. Right. Because all they'll be doing is taking a piece of software that already exists <laughs> that they haven't allowed on another piece of hardware and put it on that piece of hardware and go, voila, look. Right. And then everybody's like, oh my gosh, Apple's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But um, if it had DVR, I think it would be the first serious competitor to Media Center PC, which so far has some limitations. And people seem really, really interested in it. Like, I was amazed in our help desk marathon, how many questions were about Media Center. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking of them, just this thinking out loud here, but mm-hmm. 
TiVo's big advantage is always the interface. I know. If Mac went after people as just a DVR instead of a computer and a DVR, if they went after people with something like that. Oh, so you're saying if they did a hardware if one? If they did just like, hey, it's a DVR, buy it. Oh. You don't have to use it as a computer if you don't want to. Interesting. And then, uh, and then they go after TiVo that way. They should just buy TiVo. Maybe they are. Maybe. That's another rumor. Yeah, that's been a kind of a long-time rumor, too. So are you feeling the Cyber Monday vibe? <laughs> it's Cyber Monday, folks. It's the biggest yeah. online shop. Well, wait. It's or, the, well, no, no, it's, it's actually not. the 12th biggest online shopping day of the year. So there's all this hype or about something. Monday being the biggest online shopping day. I guess it's the biggest online shopping day of the season. It's not hype. It's just people trying to get you to come to their websites on Monday and buy stuff all on the same day, even though they didn't have any deals, specials, or sales. Business Week blew the lid off that one. That's right. <laughs> As did a bunch of bloggers. Preston Grala had a pretty good post that, oh, yeah. where he went he, uh, on his blog, where he went around to different sites and you know found zero specials on Amazon, zero uh-huh. specials at buy.com. Like no one, it was just a joke. That's something that just marketing people made up because what, they can't get enough shopping days? There's lots of shopping days between here and Christmas. People are going to be doing it. Don't panic. That 12th biggest day, by the way, comes according to market researcher Comscore. So Business Week or me are not making that up. Yeah, it appears to be true. Also, really, why do they need me to shop on the one day? Can I shop a bunch of days? No, no, no. Just See? buzz off. Stop hey, telling me when to shop. That's a buzz off. That's my, yeah, today's first buzz off goes uh, to the Cyber Monday marketing people. I think this is going to be a buzz off too. Apparently, according to Boeing, Boeing, the Sony CD spyware can install itself and run permanently, even if you click decline. <gasps> that is so bad. <laughs> this is really bad. <laughs> this is, I think, the Media Max part not the root kit part right but apparently uh princeton researchers revealed that the media max software installed itself even if you decline the eula <gasps> well, we're just gonna install it anyway wow you don't mean no listen sony no say... means no decline means decline <laughs> they did say that once you decline the eula and they install the software anyway that once you restart windows then the software goes away Oh, that's interesting. But if you insert another CD that has has the MediaMax software and decline the EULA again, then the software can activate itself permanently. So you say no twice, and then you get it. It's like an Easter egg. <laughs> You're protesting too much in that case. Right, and then it's best. like, I think maybe you really want it. Um, I actually have become a little bit afraid for Sony today because I saw on Beta News also that like rabid bulldog New York Attorney General Elliot Spitzer is warning... Sony. He's turning his attention towards Sony. You don't want to catch that guy's eye. Yeah, that pretty much presages the death of Sony. This guy is scary. Well, it's not going to be the death of... That's... I don't know, man. It's not going to be the death of Sony. He is tough. He could sue them into oblivion. You think he could sue... That would be big if he could sue Sony, like all of Sony. (laughs) All right, I admit it's crazy talk. But yeah, he has previously... Put a world of hurt on him, that's But he did previously sue Sony BMG over the payola thing, and uh, they ended up paying $10 million. Now, there's another posting on Slashdot today that makes me think that I know why Sony got into the rootkit business. Oh? Yeah, cybercrime apparently is more lucrative than drugs. <laughs> cybercrime? Yeah. This is uh, according to a Yahoo story, but apparently yeah. in terms of revenue this past year, cybercrime can make you more money than drugs. I know. It's pretty crazy. Maybe Actually, we'll win the war on drugs our, um, with sec- cybercrime. <laughs> our security expert, Robert Vamosi, has had several columns about this. Actually, it's seen it about how the reason that you're seeing such an increase in spam has and viruses is that spammers and virus writers have gotten together mm-hmm. because it's the best way to make them money. So the spammers, I don't know, the virus writers help send more spam so that people will buy more of the crap. 
And then oh, they get the well, money. And in related to that, in this posting, it says only 4% of internet users can flag 100% of phishing emails. Yeah. And I'm not talking about with software. I mean, just looking at just it. Just by telling. Well, you yourself said that you at one I, point oh, almost yeah. fell prey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just so sneaky. And if you like, you like, I think happened to you, if you get that convergence of things where you've just been doing something on PayPal and then you get an email that says like, oh, your password got changed on PayPal. And you say, oh, no, I was just there. It, you know. Yeah. It, well, it depends what, on a series of mm-hmm. coincidences, but they can happen and they look so real. That's what happened. I had just been at eBay and I had changed my password, as I re- recommend everyone frequently do. And then I saw this email saying, like, please confirm your password change and uh, mm-hmm. click on this link. So I, I got as far as clicking on the link, yeah. which is bad news. Yep. I got to a page and it said, fill out all your information. So I started to fill it out. And then I thought, when it was tired, it was late at night, and I started to think, wait a minute, why would I need to fill in my information to confirm my password? Wouldn't they already have yep. my information? Why aren't they asking me to log in? So I yep. went to ebay.com, logged in, and there was nothing saying yep. I needed to confirm anything. I went back and looked at the URL, and it was like 206.68.com. 73 so it's yeah pretty hard though. i got close scarily close i know it's pretty amazing and if tom can be fooled anyone can be fooled because tom is pretty smart you can't fool the fooler smrt i fooled molly into thinking i'm smart <laughs> <laughs> that's true i changed my mind about that no just uh, kidding yeah, <laughs> nice uh, uh one of our users in the forum asked us to talk a little bit about the amd versus intel smackdown we have a story um currently i would seen a it prize fight it's a prize fight um, and we, we've been getting this question a lot, actually, lately, where people have been asking us, is it worth it to look at some of these, quote unquote, off-brand uh, processors? And we've seen, like, in AM, in the case of AMD, that AMD's made some pretty serious performance. Well, you're not calling AMD off-brand there. Just, well, no. Because someone's well, shouting said, at you right quote, now. quote, unquote. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just clarifying that for your own sake. No, yeah, it used yeah. to be. I mean, it used to be kind of the, I don't know, people thought... Intel and it then used to be, some yeah. other stuff. That's right. That's and what right. I'm saying is, what I was getting to, Tom, is that AMD is becoming a serious contender. And in fact, in our dual core performance test, trounced. Yeah. Intel. It's moved ahead, at least on performance. Mm-hmm. It's definitely neck and neck as far as who's being bought more often. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, some people think AMD is in the lead right now, well, depending we have, on who you talk to. We have quite a shocking outcome and to our prize fight. And the outcome is? Well, we're ruining it, but... Oh, should we make him go? No. No. It was totally AMD. (laughs) And they said it was not even close. Now, this was a... They were testing the AMD Athlon 64 X2 chips versus the Intel Pentium D and Pentium Extreme Edition 840. And they said it just absolutely is an outstanding bargain given the competition. And it's just plain faster and more powerful. All right, we've so, got the... Uh, check go- out the story, though, to see why. At CNET.com. At CNET.com. We've got the government getting in your business. We've got huge, flexible LCDs and bionic hands in just a second. Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service, too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. Tom, you have a gift with the T's. <laughs> so the Washington Post is reporting that the next phase of American progress, I'm reading this off of Slashdot, so let me give proper attribution, Authorize, the next phase authorizing intelligence agencies to spy on law-abiding citizens, citizens without oversight <gasps> would be an intelligence exception to the Privacy Act, allowing the FBI and others to share information gathered about you with the Pentagon, the CEIA, and a bunch of other people, as long as the data is deemed to be relevant to foreign intelligence. 
uh, people, and you they need just to start get making, to decide what that is. You need to start making some phone calls pronto to your elected officials, who I know at this point it's hard to believe that they have any power whatsoever because they seem utterly worthless, other than to just fight with each other. But this cannot stand. Meanwhile, TV viewers are starting to tell the government to buzz off. <laughs> So take it a little further. I love that we're like super mad about what they do with our TV, but if they're going to just investigate our lives willy-nilly yeah. with no, well, that's no regard for our constitutional <laughs> rights. That's probably okay. I don't know. That's not that big a deal. This is TV. <laughs> but don't mess with my TV. Yeah. Anyway, it sounds like even though parents um, and American TV watchers do worry about the kinds of programs that their children could be exposed to, um, like 91% of them still said the government should Get out of control and enforcement of network television programming. So this is just our little message to the government today. Mm -hmm. Don't spy on us <laughs> when we don't do anything wrong <laughs> and stay away from our TVs. Seriously. Yeah. And definitely that last one. It don't mess with the TVs. pretty reasonable, right? <laughs> I, I think it's perfectly reasonable. Don't spy on us if we're not committing crimes and mm -hmm. stay away from our TV. Yeah. How, and, then, and then just, you How know, hard is that? Go gather taxes or whatever it is you do. So listeners, go ahead and put that in the email. <laughs> Send it to your reps. <laughs> <laughs> it's short. It's easy to remember. <laughs> All right. So what's up with the Samsung thing? Um, it's pretty crazy. Flexible LCD screen measures seven inches diagonally, and it's made out of plastic, so you could roll it up or wheel Ooh, it around. Yeah, this is the holy grail, right? Yeah, it's right? pretty cool. The flexible screen. It's kind of the next, I mean, it's sort of uh, along the e-paper tip, the mm -hmm. idea that you would have these screens that, and maybe, I, I think actually when we had our holiday dream gadget thing, someone had suggested having something like this that would be a universal screen. So you could just kind of carry it rolled up in your pocket and then you could plug it into any gadget. So you could have a bigger screen for your PSP or a bigger screen for your PDA or your Trio or whatever. Stories on news.com and they've got some pictures here. It's really cool looking though. It's cool. I've been, I've been really excited about this stuff ever since I read the story in Scientific American like back in 95 about e-paper yeah. and the technology. And the guy from Xerox Park who developed it in the 70s Wow. And it was one of those Xerox Park technologies that just kind of laid around, you know, not really getting developed for a long time. So yeah. it's it's people are definitely got the momentum going on it now. I want some e-paper. That's I awesome. want some of those ideas from Xerox Park. Just, yeah. I mean, I just want to go spend a day out there. Hey, what are you guys working on? Yeah. <laughs> um, my time hey, I bet they're working on bionic hands. <laughs> Why do you need to go to Xerox Park? Uh, another slash out post. <laughs> Just posting. go to apparently Europe. It's a European project called Cyberhand, which would give, this goes with our electronic hugs from yesterday, a highly dexterous <laughs> bio-inspired artificial handed sensory system. But it's, it's really cool because it could actually provide patients who've missing a limb with active feeling, which yeah. any kind of prosthetic has never been able to deliver before. I read a story recently actually about... Um, Scientists in Singapore also saying that they were pretty close to developing bionic hands and robotic hands, but they were going to implement them in robots first, giving them superhuman strength and speed. Yeah, and I, I not a good idea. I just would appreciate it if they would go ahead and flip flop the order. Yeah, because then we they have said them first, please. Then they said eventually they could make prosthetic arms for people and stuff, and then people would have the bionic strength and speed. And I think it would be a little. I, I want the bionic. I'd feel more comfortable if I had it before the robots did. I want. And here's why I need the bionic hand. Right. <laughs> because I want it to be able to extend out and smack the government spy who's looking in the window at yeah. me and then change the channel away from the TV that's being controlled by the government. See. And if I have my bionic hand, I got nothing to worry about. <laughs> it's bionic hand. It's called a callback. <laughs> <laughs> Impressive. Good news for couch potatoes and introverts. Couple postings we saw today. Uh, one on Slashdot says that introverts actually have more brain activity than extroverts. What are you looking at me for? 
Like you're such a big introvert. Stop looking at me. <laughs> so if you're, if you're not... Like Tom the Talent is such a big introvert. <laughs> if you're one of those people who doesn't like to be around other people, for instance. Oh, you mean like me. <laughs> <laughs> then you actually have more brain activity. Sweet. It's I this knew kind it. of offsetting thing. And then, yeah, the other story was that uh, uh, people have an activity level that's that range that's pretty set through their entire life. Right. So, so if you're a couch potato, you're pretty much always going to be one. And you shouldn't feel bad about yeah, it. Yeah, it's not your fault. Yeah. It's genetically determined. Just eat those chips. <laughs> well, you don't have to know. See, it does not <laughs> let you eat all the chips you want. It no, just lets you sit on the couch. It's not about weight. It's about activity. Level. But you could be sitting on the couch eating carrots. You shouldn't feel Come bad on. that you're not out running the marathon or doing the Tour de France. Right. You, you're just not that kind of person. Because according to this, if you were the kind of person who would do that, you'd be doing it. Uh, another little quick bit, which, which mostly just has a really great picture attached to it on Boing Boing here. Uh, a, a West Virginia man has set up 12 satellite dishes stuck all over his house and he gets 5,000 channels. Free, like free over the air channels from satellites all over the sky. It's all free too. Yeah. 5,000 channels free. Awesome. He and he's in the cheap, like, the, the dishes, I guess, were really cheap. He probably bought them off eBay. Well, you can get these big old dishes for, for for almost nothing. Dude, you can find these things laying in people's That's yards. That's true. You can find them in junkyards. Because people you, just don't even know what yeah. to do with them or how to get rid of them. You find them left on houses when people move out. Now, he does say that channels kind of come and go. One day he gets three channels from Wyoming. One day he doesn't get any. That you know, it's that it's. But it's fun, I'm sure. Yeah, that's awesome. But he's got he, he's got some major satellite dishage issue on the front of his house. The yeah. homeowners association would not be happy to, with him. <laughs> it isn't the prettiest looking setup I've ever seen. But it works. That's all that matters. And as long as the government doesn't shut down his satellites, because I think he's getting too much dirty TV. Let's take Greg's voicemail. Okay. All right. Hi, Tom and Molly. This is Greg. Um, I wanted to. Um, add something to the idea of forming buzzer love groups on different uh, websites, such as Frapper and Flickr. Um, I thought those are interesting, and I'm part of both of those. But I thought, wow, um, Buzz Out Loud seems like a popular enough show that there should be a Wikipedia entry about it. So I go to Wikipedia, and I search for Buzz Out Loud, and I'm shocked because I can't find anything about it. So I took it upon myself to create a Buzz Out Loud article. Um, it's a little bare bones right now. But if you go to wikipedia.org and search for Buzz Out Loud, you should be able to find it. And I would encourage listeners of the show to go there and read it over and add anything that they feel is missing. Um, and hopefully something cool will come out of this. All right. See ya. Bye. That is so frackin' cool. That is the you-know-what. Yes. <laughs> that Greg? is the best made a wikipedia entry for us now we are totally legit we're in the encyclopedia i've already edited it. it's so legit too it has like the interview history and the guest history and it's rad i put in a couple of guest hosts that were missed tim oh. moynihan and rafe needleman added oh, them very into nice. the, uh, the thing i added a bunch of external resources veronica's been in there too. nice so we now have frapper Flickr, wikipedia how many other more funny named website things can we have out there? Plonzo. This is, this is, I have to say. We'll do our edit calendar on Plonzo. This is the most loving, embracing audience I have Always ever been a part of, and I feel privileged. Thank you. This is so cool. All right, let's go uh, with Andrew now. Hey, guys, I was just listening to a Monday show. This is, this is Andrew, Ty, Tom, Molly, Veronica. Uh, this is Andrew, and I was listening to the comments you guys are making about the searchable advertising. And, I mean, the other point is that it could actually add more content to it, more you could actually maybe read all the legalese if you really felt like doing it, or you could just fast-forward through it. But the other key thing that I think they have to get with advertising is, let's say you subscribe to Comcast, and you're watching TV, and you get an ad 
for Comcast. What's up with that? They shouldn't bother doing that. They should simply, like, they should be smart enough to say, well, we're not going to bother showing an ad for Comcast. We're going to show you an ad of something new that you want to buy. To Tom's point of saying, we're showing you something new that you may want. I'm tired of seeing all the ads of things that I've already got. I want to see the new ads. And the great thing about searchable advertising is that then you could actually say, hey, honey, look, I saw this great thing. Let me show it to you again. Until, of course, she erases everything that you've been watching. Anyways, great show. Talk to you guys later. Bye. So wait, I'm having a hard time following this one. Uh, he's, he's wanting to know if we could get more information if we search the TiVo ads. I, I don't know. I guess, I guess this goes with our point yesterday so. where where we were saying, like, you get the new stuff. You get the stuff you need from the ads because right. you can search for the ones you're wanting to know about. And yes. so he's saying, like, oh, you can even get the disclaimers and get, dig a little deeper. It's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Let's go to uh, this one. This one's- I, like, uh, I like Alex's call. All right. I want to go to Alex. Hi, Tom and Molly. This is Alex Brewer in Seattle. I was just calling to say um, I updated my PSP firmware today to 2.6. And it now has support for RSS feeds. And on it, I subscribe to the uh, Buzz Out Loud RSS feed. And I now have the ability, anywhere that I have an Internet connection, to stream or download the, um, all of the Buzz Report um, podcasts. So I just thought that was a really cool new thing. So now I don't have to wait until I get home and, and get into iTunes and put it on my iPod. I now can go to the library or just stay after school and um, I can stream it or download it to my PSP and then listen to it on the bus ride home. So it just seems like a uh, really cool new feature and I love the podcast. Thanks. Bye. See, now that's cool. I love the idea of being able to sit somewhere with my, well, this is just kind of what I want in general. And I think you can do it with audible. They have audible air where you can get kind of NPR programs or whatever that you subscribe to over your trio. And so I'm all about being able to take my device somewhere and get content. Yeah, get the stuff that you is want, sweet. where you want, when you want. Probably still not going to get a PSP because that thing's really big. But buzz out loud on PSP. Yeah, Dig that's it. cool. Hey, Alex. <laughs> Hi. How's your game going? <laughs> <laughs> We're right here. You're right there. All right. Uh, Aaron wrote us a long email with a lot of great points. We've covered some of them. Can't get to all of them. But he wanted us to give a shout out to his three-year-old son, Ethan. Hi, Ethan. Aw. With whom he listens to the podcast. How cute. cute is that? Brian W., who called into the help desk, wanted to know a little bit more about TiVo for iPod. And I think that um, we have confused some people by just calling it TiVo all the time. It's TiVo to go. It's the TiVo to go service, which you do have to subscribe to. I don't think it's separate, but you can only get it if you have a standalone TiVo. It doesn't work with the DirecTV TiVo and stuff like that. Um, you have but, to have a Series 2 TiVo, correct? Yes, a standalone yeah. Series 2 TiVo. And this is basically the thing that lets you take your shows and transfer them to PCs. And now also transfer them then, I think, from the PC then to the iPod and the PSP. No. And there is a way... It's no more magic than that. There, and he was asking, like, do I have to get a TiVo? There is a way to do it without this, right? There's a way to, to hack it. And Gadget, I think, is where I found the story, where you have to get a little bit of software and you can put video on your iPod from the TiVo. It's basically, you have to get the video off the TiVo, put it on a computer, re-encode it, right. and then... Uh, Change it, I think, into MPEG two, and then put it or MPEG four. Which one is it? MPEG four. Yeah, it's MPEG easy. four, and put it on the iPod. It's a snap. So no, it's not a snap. But if you're yeah. wanting to get around having to buy it, right? And you got a little hacker ability in you, you could do it. Yes, and I'm sure that people have have done it before now. Um, and finally, Kevin says, Veronica, 
You should have gone with the TiVo instead of the Comcast DVR. Because he said he has the Comcast DVR and it's awful. I didn't go Wait, with didn't either you go yet. with the TiVo? I didn't do either yet. Oh, right. Because the phone Now I'm waiting you. for the Apple DVR. Well, luckily. It's not too late. Oh, of no. course you are. <laughs> of course you are. Anyway, that's good. I'm Kevin so wants you to know that the Comcast DVR sucks. Okay. There's like 10 U's there. Thank you, Kevin. So thanks, right. Kevin. Thanks again for the Wikipedia entry, Greg. That's that so is absolutely cool. awesome. Frapper's up above 500 now. Love it. Shout out to Eric in Osceola, Indiana, just because he lives in Osceola, and it's fun to say. <laughs> and that's awesome. Flickr, nice photos of uh, the things that people listen to us on. Yeah, I need to take a sort photo. Sort of hilarious. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow we'll take some um, in-studio pictures. Oh, yeah, we need to get a camera in here. I'll do my hair. And as always, uh, forums.cnet.com if you want to join in on the conversation or email us, buzz at cnet.com or give us a call at 1-800-616-CNET. I finally got the help desk well number done. out of my head. Nice work. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.